beginning of God. <laughs> you know, some people read this and they read Moses' writes in the beginning. They think this is the beginning of God. No, this is the beginning of the heavens and the earth. But this is not the beginning of God. God has no beginning. And he has no end. And, and, and Reese often asks me, well, daddy, who was God's daddy? And then I tell him, God didn't have any daddy. Who's God's mother? I said, God didn't have any mother. And he said, daddy, how, he's, how, how can that be? You know, some things are just hard to explain. A amen. You know, and, I, and, and the only thing I can tell him, I just say, son, God, <laughs> God was always, you know. You know, that's it. I mean, I can't, I can't get any, you know, and older, as he gets older, he'll understand. But that's not a question only that Reese has, but that's a question that people have. Adults, you know, where did God come from? There are some things that are just beyond our mentality and our intellect. And so he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So it teaches you here that it's not the beginning of God, but it's the beginning of creation. And he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the Bible says in verse 2, and the earth was without form. God wasn't without form, but the earth was without form. And void, it was empty, it was dark. Empty and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Go with me to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 7, I'm sorry. Genesis 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And I'm reading all of these passages in Genesis because the subject that I'm dealing with, uh, deal with three phases this morning. I want to deal with Adam and Eve. I want to deal with the young people. And then I want to deal with all of us. But, but the first phase, I need to just give you, uh, just lay down uh, the, the base work and the foundation on it. So just bear with me as we read these Genesis scriptures. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. You know... When you really get to thinking about it, you know, all we are is just dressed up dust. I mean, really, when you start really thinking about who you are. And sometimes you can begin to what? To, to, to feel yourself. You can begin to smell yourself. But at the end of the day, all we are are dressed up dust. And one of these days, your dust is going back to the dust. You're going back to the earth in which you were formed. And the Bible says that the spirit is going to return to God who gave it. And so the Bible says that, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the Bible says and man became a living soul. You know, Adam and Eve, what but, or Adam should we say, was but a mannequin. He wasn't moving, he wasn't breathing, he was just there. Until God, what, breathed into him. And God, God had to take some of himself, and he had to put it into Adam. And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. All of us today, we got breath in us. All of us have the breath of life. That's why you're here. But then the Bible says in verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Bible says, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden that, that thou mayest freely eat, 
This morning, the question in Bible study was, how can uh, dealt with Adam and Eve, did they receive any commandment from the Lord or was there any law that was given to Adam and Eve? And here it is. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, Adam and Eve didn't have a lot of law to keep. But they couldn't even keep this law. And it, and it tells you how frail we as human beings really are. God gave them one law. Don't eat from that tree. That's in the midst of the garden that is of knowledge of good and evil. They couldn't keep their hands off of that one tree. One law. Now God has given us plenty of laws today that we have to follow, which is the word of God. But they had one. It teaches you at the end of the night, all we are is but, but a bunch of dust. And really, who? I read somebody not long ago said, he says that no preacher can live up to his preaching. He says, and if he does, he's preaching too low. <laughs> Somebody go get that when you get home. <laughs> and he's absolutely right. Nobody can live up to the word of God. And if you are, you got very low standards. But God made us from the dust. All of us are dust. And, you know, I was thinking, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to do something, and I know this is a little bit unorthodox and it's untraditional, and, and you don't normally see this and hear this, but, but, I, but I took some songs, some songs of some artists and, I, artists, and I said, you know, every month this month, with the exception, every week this month, with the exception of the fourth Sunday, you know, I'm going to take a song and make that song my subject. And when you look at Adam and Eve, I want you to know Adam and Eve did not have the opportunity that you and I have had on earth. Adam and Eve didn't have the opportunity to be born as infants. Adam and Eve did not have the opportunity to learn how to crawl and learn how to walk. Adam and Eve didn't go to grade school. They didn't go to elementary school. They didn't go to middle school. They didn't go to high school. Adam and Eve uh, did not have the opportunity to say mama or daddy. Adam and Eve uh, were created as adults. But even though they were created as adults, Adam and Eve uh, were still, uh, in the mind of God, created young. They were still infants. They were still trying to figure things they were still new to life. They were new parents. They were new father, a new father and a new mother. They were new children of God. They were still trying to learn how to deal and do this thing called life. Well, I want to talk on a subject today that some young folk know. And it's called Young, Dumb, and Broke. Ooh, I wish I had a church up in here. Young, dumb, and broke. Now, I'm going to explain that. Now, don't you get all caught up in your feelings and say that I call you dumb uh, on that. Remind yourself that I'm talking of myself as well. And, and I just want to read a verse from uh, uh, the, the fellow that made this is, is Khalid. Y'all know him. Uh, young, dumb, and broke high school kids. 
Y'all heard that song? Well, I tell you, we got a bunch of Christians in here. They don't listen to the radio. They don't, none of that stuff. That's good. That's good. So this is brand new to you. All right? So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for me to preach this lesson, but that's all right. Y'all can't relate. That's all right. He says, he says, so you're still thinking of me. Y'all on the line? So you're still thinking of me, just like I know you should. Yeah? Y'all going to work with me? So you're still thinking of me, just like I know you should. I cannot give you everything you know I wish I could. I'm so high at the moment. I'm so caught up in this. Yeah, we're just young, dumb, and broke. High school kids. And then those of y'all know they do. Ya, da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Ah, yeah. oh, boy, I tell you. But he says, they're young, dumb, broke high school kids. Young, young, dumb, broke high school kids. But really, Adam and Eve was young, and they were dumb. And they were broke. Adam and Eve was young because they were inexperienced with life. It was, it, was, it was brand new to them. Adam and Eve were new to the Garden of Eden. They were new to their surroundings. They were new with, with dealing with the devil. It, it was all brand new to them. They haven't been in this situation before. Even though they were created as adults, they were still infants in the eyes of God. They were still young in the eyes of the living God. Adam and Eve was dumb. Now, somebody say, now, 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 now what do you mean they were dumb? I'll, I'll talk about it in just a while. But Adam and Eve, were, they, they were dumb. I want you to go over to, let's go over to Genesis chapter 3. I want to show you something right quickly. Genesis chapter 3, and let's look at verse number, let's look at verse number uh, 6. Let's look at verse 5, and then we'll roll into verse 6. Verse 5, Genesis 3. For God doubt know it that in the days ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. That's Satan talking to Eve. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, the Bible says, to make one wise. She took, off, she took of the fruit thereof, and watch this. She took of the fruit thereof that was dumb. I want you to think about it. God had told Adam, don't you eat from the what? The tree in the midst of the garden of good and evil. It was Adam's job to relay it or convey it to his wife Eve. The Bible says that Eve... Over here in verse 6, she took of the fruit thereof, dumb. Watch this. And did eat, dumb. Not only she took it, but she ate it. And the Bible says, and watch this, and gave also unto her husband, dumb. Because just because you fell don't mean everybody got to fall. That was simply dumb. Watch this with her husband, with her, and he did eat dumb. 
Amen, somebody. She took and ate dumb. She gave it to Adam, dumb, and he took it, ate it, dumb. Whew, I tell you. Adam and Eve was young, then they were dumb, and they were broke. They were broke because everything they had, God gave it to them. Everything Adam had, God gave it to him. It was God's, it was God's garden. The garden belonged to God. I know it did because when Adam went against God, God kicked him out of the garden. If it was Adam's garden, then God couldn't kick him out of the garden. But God was the owner of the Garden of Eden. And when Adam transgressed against God, what happened? God kicked Adam outside of the garden. But watch this here. Not only that, but we got young folk who are young, dumb, and they're broke. They're young because young folk, let me tell you something about young folk. And I'm talking, when I say young folk, I'm talking about primary teenagers, high school kids, like the song says. Young folk think that they got the world figured out. They think they know everything there is to know about life. I'm talking about teenagers. Hello, somebody. You can't tell me nothing. I already know until their knowledge to life runs dry. They're young and they're inexperienced. Adam and Eve was young and inexperienced. High schoolers are young and inexperienced. But high schoolers are dumb. Yes, they are. They're dumb. You can have a 16-year-old who drive, and a 16-year-old will get in the car, and she'll take off without her or his seatbelt. And then she mess around or he mess around and get down the street. Policemen just parked somewhere where they can't see. Like the commercial said, they'll see you before you see them. Amen, somebody. They'll be parked hiding in the cut somewhere. And they'll see you sometime before you see them. But watch this here. So she gets in the car and he gets in the car, no seatbelt on. Take off down the street and the popo sees them, put the lights on, come behind them, pull them over, get a ticket, call dad, call mom. Dad and mom say, why didn't you have your seatbelt on? Well, the girl, the boy says, dad and mom, the seatbelt is too uncomfortable. So I decide not to put my seatbelt on. You're either click it or ticket. And so in this case, it was a ticket. And so you have to understand here that the young individual have made a choice. You are saying that I'd rather be comfortable without being safe. Oh, I wish I had a church. That's dumb. You're rather saying I'd rather be comfortable by not having the seatbelt on and mess around and hit somebody or somebody hits you and you have no safety belt on and you go flying through the windshield. That's dumb. Just because you decide I want to be comfortable instead of being safe. The other thing is, well, they get in the car. They're in a school zone. The school zone say 10 to 15 miles an hour. They drive 45. Mile an hour. Popo, the sheriff, catch him, give him a ticket. Dad and mom, get involved. Why were you driving that fast? Well, you know, I saw the 
the policeman on the side of the road. But I thought that just because, you know, it was me, you know, I, I, I understand that other folk can get tickets, but, but Dad, I just thought I could make it. I just, I just believed that, that he was going to let me go. That's dumb. You mean to tell me that you'd rather put the lives of children at risk because you believe that the popo ain't going to stop you because you, you? That's just dumb. Well, I wish I had a church up in here. That's dumb. But they're broke. I hear you, young folk, teenagers, young adults. I ain't broke. I got a job. Even with the job, they still broke. They can have a job. They still broke. They can make their own money. You're like, but don't you have a job? Yeah, I got, I got it. Where's your money? I, well, I, I, I spent it on, on this, that, and the other. Even though young folk have a job today, some of them still come up broke, and they still come up with the gimme items because they haven't learned how to manage their monies in life yet. Well, let me go on and preach this thing. I told y'all to go be by myself. Y'all couldn't relate this morning. Couldn't relate. Couldn't relate. Young, dumb, and broke. Young, dumb, and broke high school kids, all of us in the eyes of God, all but young, we are inexperienced. I'm talking about when you're talking about as it relates to who God is. We're all young. I don't care if you live to be 100 years old. Compared to God, you're young. The older folk used to say, boy, you still wet behind the ears. We still wet behind the ears when it relates to God. When you start talking about time, <laughs> you, you're young. We are, we are young and we are dumb. And we are broke. We are young. I want you to see this. Get for me Daniel chapter 7 verse number 13 I think I want. Daniel 7 verse 13. Daniel 7 and verse number 13. And let's see what the Bible says there. He says, I saw in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. The Ancient of Days, y'all, you see the Ancient is capitalized, that's God. That, I mean, how are you going to describe God's time in time? He's ancient. God has been around forever. I mean, you can't even put your finger on the beginning of God. You can't even put your finger of the end of God. God has no birth certificate. God has no death certificate. God is ancient when it comes to this world and human beings as we know it today. So all of us are young and we are inexperienced. You can live 125 and watch this here. You'll still be imperfect. You'll still be learning. You'll still be growing. You'll still be maturing because all of us are young as it relates to our God. Get for me 1 John chapter 2 and verse number uh, 1. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 1. Watch this here, 1 John 2. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous. Now this is not the context, but you can understand the principle here. John now is an old man. John writes, and John says, my little children. Now to John... The Christian of his day were like children to him. Why? Because of the age of John. Now watch this here. If they were children in the eyes of John, 
Just imagine how they look in the eyes of God. The Old Testament people of God were called the children of Israel. Have you ever thought about that? They weren't called the adults of Israel. They weren't called the, the matured of Israel. Israel means God. They were called the children of Israel. Why? Because they were God's children. They were God's people. They were God's family. But they were still learning and they were still growing. But the children of Israel could not learn even though they were adults. So don't tell me just because you're an adult that you're learning for the better of your life. There are plenty of people who are adults who live like their children. And so here we're all young. But you know, we, you know, we, we're dumb too. Now, the word dumb, and I, did you, I don't know if they put it up there, but the word dumb means you, you, you're not dumb, but your acts and your deeds and your conduct and your behaviors. You're not dumb, but, but we do some dumb stuff. We say not long ago on the board, on the outside, on the sign, it said, sin makes you do dumb stuff. Have you ever thought about this? You know, you, 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 you might have done something when you were 21. <laughs> and now you're 41, 61, 81. And you go back and you go back in time. And you remind yourself what you did when you were 21. And then now at 61, you laugh at it now, but you cried about it back there. And you say, boy, that was Huh? You're 21 and you, you did something or you said something. And then uh, later on down the line, you scratch your head on and you say, man, that was sure dumb. Why? Because it was. Uh, and just like Adam and Eve ate from the tree that God told them not to eat from. And just like you parents tell your children, boy, do this. Girl, don't do that. And then, and then, and then they eat up fruit. All of us, we might have not bitten that fruit in the garden, but we done ate some fruits that we shouldn't have eaten. And Adam and Eve, yeah, we can call them young, dumb, and broke. That's all right, but all of us are on the same boat, just like Adam and just like Eve on today. This morning we were talking about grace abounding. I think that was the subject in the class this morning. Thank God for grace. Can I say something about grace? Listen, grace is good, but you can't abuse it. Now, we got some folk who will say, well, <laughs> the more I sin, the more God is going to forgive me. That's not, that's not grace. That's not the kind of grace God is talking about. Yes, you're saved by grace, by God's kindness, by God's unmerited favor upon our lives. But watch this here. You can't abuse grace. You can't say, well, I know God is going to forgive me, therefore I can do all the wrong I want to do, and God's grace is going to cover me now. That's abusing the grace of God. I am not sinning so that the grace can cover me, but because of the grace that has been given to me, I live my life the way God wants me to live it because I have received the grace and the kindness and the favor of God because he has been so good to me. I can't help but to live my life for him. I don't go abusing the grace. 
And all of us are going to sin and all of us are going to fall. And when we do so, the grace of God will cover us if we get up again and continue to walk in the light. But I can't say I'm going out and commit a crime and God's grace is going to cover me. I can't go out and say I'm going to commit murder and God's grace is going to cover me. I can't just go out on purpose, premeditated, and do all of those sins and just say, God got me. God got me. You know, I'm just going to get my boys and we just going to turn up tonight. I'm going to get my boys. I'm going to get my boys, Brother Tahir, Brother Leo, and Brother Young, and Brother Al. That's my clique. That's my circle, inner circle, Brother Tahir, Brother Leo, Brother Young, and Brother Al Wilson, senior, to be specific. That's my circle. That's my dogs there. We, I can't go get them. At 1 o'clock in the morning, and say, let's go turn up. Now, y'all know, brother, good well, brother, y'all going to look at me with one eye open and the other eye closed and both ears shut. <laughs> and say, grace got me. Grace ain't going to cover you. It ain't going to cover you. It ain't going to cover you. You cannot go sin on purpose and say, I'm going to go sin and God's grace is going to do this. So we're all dumb. Get for me Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes 11, look at verse number 9. Ecclesiastes verse number 9, but verse chapter 11, verse 9. Watch this. Rejoice. Oh, what? Oh, oh old man. Oh, woman. What did it say? Come on, old folks, say it. What did it say? Huh? Act like y'all hard to say. I don't want to say. Rejoice, old young man. I know you used to be young, but now you're old. But David said, I ain't seen the righteous forsaken, so y'all don't want to be hating on the young folk. Amen, somebody. Let me tell y'all something. It's good when you're young. Boy, y'all not going to help me. That's all right. But it's, it's good when you're young. You can sit down and you just can jump up when you're young. And don't get this thing twisted. I'll be breathing hard in just a little while. It's good when you don't have no aches and pain. You're not popping no pills. Huh? You ain't got to pay all them bills. You just, all you do is get up, brush your teeth, and wash your face and fix your hair and slip it back and Get up and you you gone. You ain't got to visit the doctors but once a year for your annual checkup. Huh? I mean, you ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to take no blood pressure pills. You're not a diabetic. Huh? I mean, you don't have to worry about none of that stuff. You're young. But let me tell you something. It's good to be young. It's a blessing to be young. That's why Solomon says, rejoice. Rejoice. You can't be telling the old folk that. They're going to be looking. They're going to look at you kind of crazy, some of them, if they're not in the Lord. They're going to be talking about, I'm, I'm 85. What are, to rejoice about what? Rejoice about living. You're still alive. There must be a purpose why you're still here. And he says, rejoice what? Oh, young man, in thy what? Ooh, woo. I wish I had time to tell y'all about that youth. Oh, 
the youth. Oh, you got everything is working from, from the top of your hair to the bottom of your toenail. Everything in thy youth and let thy what? Do what? Cheer thee in the days of thy what? <laughs> he says, and walk in the ways of thine what? Uh-oh, now that can be a problem. That can be a problem. It didn't say walk in the ways of God. It said walk in the ways of thine heart. Now, a lot of times, young folk ain't got God in their hearts. But I want you to understand what the writer is saying here. He says, you're young. He said, go and live your life however you want to live it. It's your thing. Do what you want with it. He says, do whatever you can find in your heart. He said, go, go live it up. Go do whatever you want to do. That's what he's telling you here. And he said, but watch this here. And he says, and in the sight of thine eyes. Y'all, that can be dangerous. That's some stuff we see that ain't good for us to see. Because what we see, we lust after. And the Bible says that, and in the sight of thine eyes, but, 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 know what? Thou, that for all these things, you can go up and just live it however you want to live it. Go do what you want to do. Go say what you want to say. Go be with who you want to be with. But watch this. God says, at the end of the night, I'm going to call you in. And God says, these things God will bring thee into judgment. Give me the next verse. Verse 10. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for childhood. Watch this. For childhood and youth are what? Vanity. And a lot of people in life have a vain, youthful life. Vain mean, a vanity mean is meaningless. It's useful. And as we stated earlier, you go back in life and you say, man, that was sure enough dumb what I did. And it's dumb. Why? It's an it's a, it's a act. It's a conduct. It's a deed that you've done. That later on in your life, you wouldn't have made that decision if you were more experienced and if you knew more. But when you're young, you're flying high. Amen, somebody. I'm not talking about drugs, y'all. I'm just saying you're flying high. You're like an eagle soaring. You're like a lion with all your strength. You're You're like a jackrabbit with all your speed. Your mind is solid. We were visiting, me and Brother Otha was visiting a woman there, uh, Sister Talithia, I think is her name, Arthwan. And uh, she, uh, we was passing in the front of her house, and he told me that's where she's staying. We turned around and went visit her. She's 93, uh, 92 rather, it would be 92 in December. And uh, she said, <laughs> she, she asked me, she said, she said, how many children do you have? I said, three. She said, you have two girls? I said, no, I got one girl and two boys. A minute later, she said, how many children you have? I said, I got two boys and, and one, one girl. And she kept pointing to her head while me and Brother Smith was at the table. She said, you know, it's one thing I'm so glad about is the Lord blessed me with a good mind. My body ain't good, but my mind. And then she asked me the third time, how many children you have? And then Brother Smith told me to call. He said, yeah. He said, yeah, huh? she got a good mind, but it's slipping. <laughs> 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 uh, it's slipping. But look, all I'm telling you, 
for the childhood and youth are, are vanity. When you're young, everything is good. Live up your life. Enjoy life because you only got one. But when you enjoy your life, make sure you do it in the Lord and according to God's will. Because you can save yourself a lot of sorrow. Hello, somebody. You can save yourself a lot of sorrow. You can save yourself a lot of heartaches. You can save yourself a lot of pain. You can save yourself a lot of evil if you just do it God's way. Well, let me close out. All of us are young and we're all dumb. We do some, we just do some dumb stuff. I mean, we just do some dumb, just some stuff. You just like, now how in the world could I have done that? Well, you did it. It was a dumb act. It was a dumb deed. And some of us have done some stuff. It ain't nothing but the grace of God that cover you while you're still here today. That's some stuff some of us have done. Man, you should be dead and gone. But it was the grace of God that kept you here for whatever reason that is for. God only knows. Some people you wonder. You're like, well, why in the world? Did he, why is he still here? Why is she still here? But God knows. God knows. But we all broke. We all broke. I mean, I told you earlier that God formed Adam from the dust of the ground. And that's what he did. He took Adam. He formed him from the dust, y'all. You got to be good to do that. <laughs> God, God just took some dust, y'all. And he formed a man. If y'all think that's nothing, I want y'all to go do it. Go, go outside. Go form yourself a man. You probably ain't going to be able to make him stand. You probably can make him stand, but you'll never be able to cause him to breathe. You can't breathe into him. He'll never become a living soul. Only God can do that. And if God can breathe into man physically to cause him to live, God can cause us to live spiritually. The Bible says in Job chapter 1, give me verse number 21. Job chapter 1, as we come to a close, verse 21. The Bible says, we're broke, we're without something. Job acts uh, 1.21 and said, naked came I out of my mother's what? Anybody were clothed when you came out? Huh? You didn't even have a diaper on when you came out. You were naked from head to toe. Nothing was on you. Watch this. And naked shall I. <laughs> I know they put you in a suit and a dress when you die. But, but don't expect you're going to get up in that suit and that dress now. You know, somebody be like, now, where my three-piece at? Well, you gone. You don't need to be no three-piece. Watch what he says. Naked shall I return. Thither, the Lord what? And the Lord had taken away. That's a very powerful verse there. The Lord, the Lord gave. Don't you ever underestimate God. Sometimes I've seen people on their deadbed and folk, they like call all the family in, call everybody in, call the, call the husband, call the daughters, call the sons, call the siblings, call them all in. And they all come in and the person is, Smiling, laughing, and talking with them. Let me tell you something. 
if God haven't given up on you, then it makes no difference on what other people have given up on. Always remember this. God always has the last say. They may say the only thing that is keeping him here is that machine. I stopped by to tell you, God always has the last say. And the Bible says, the Lord, take it away. I know we're broken when we lose our folk, but one thing we got to understand as Christians is that we must understand this. God gave us to this world, and by his own right, he can remove us from this world. So when we die or when our loved ones die, remind ourselves, hey, this business here is much higher than me. God give. Thank you, Jesus, for all of the many people you have placed in our lives. And whenever God decides to pull the plug on their life, be thankful that you have had the opportunity to spend with your mother, with your father, with your daughter, with your son, with your siblings, all of those individuals, your close friends. But know this, it is God. That's a business too high for you and I. God takes them, he gives, and God take away. So when somebody close to you die, don't blame God. Don't blame yourself. This is just the process of life. Watch what he says here. Blessed be the name. Why are you cursing God? Because mama is gone. Ah. I know you were close. I know you were emotionally, biologically attached. <laughs> but that's God's business. Now, I'm talking about Christians. Now, the world, they don't understand that all the time. But when we lose our loved ones, and yes, it hurts, but we got to understand that's God's work. It's like the old folk would tell us when it would rain and it would thunder and, and lightning. They would tell us, boy, that's God's work. <laughs> and we learn to respect that and we just back off. That's God's work. You don't mess with that. Death, that's God's work. It's God's business. Be thankful. You know, you can be young, dumb, broke, and lost. You can be young, dumb, broke, and saved. The choice is yours. Why not believe that Jesus died? Why not believe that he was buried? Why not believe that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and be baptized for the remission of your sins? What is difficult about that? What is so hard to understand to believe in his death, his burial, and his resurrection? And all I've got to do is go in the water believing uh, that Jesus is going to wash away all my sins. Uh, and the Bible says he'll add you to the church. You don't have to know all 66 books in the Bible. You just have to believe he died, he was buried, he rose, uh, and I get in the water for the salvation of my soul. Somebody said, what about the other stuff? You got time to learn the other stuff. But you better get this stuff. What is so hard? Not to accept the Lord today. The lesson is yours. I hope and pray that somebody say today I'm going to give my life 
to the Lord in baptism. Maybe somebody say, I got to rededicate my life to God. Remember, the grace of God has been on all of us. Everybody in here today, God's grace has covered you. But that's going to be a time. That's going to be a time that the grace of God is not going to cover you. We got to do the things that God wants us to do for the salvation of our souls. Young, dumb, and broke high school kids. We're all but high schoolers in the eyes of an all-righteous, holy, and divine God. You come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, and putting them on in baptism for the remission of your sins. You sin, you need to make some things right with God. Why don't you do so as together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Mm, free is for you and me. Yeah.